hear it. Wait a second. We're hey, we're live now. Hey everybody, we're live. We're gonna be talking baseball. We're alive. We're alive. All right. So I'm just gonna say this real quick. Joe, you remember when you were gonna get when you were getting engaged, you went to someone you named know, Iris, right? Dominic, I was gonna yeah. tell you that that you were down in Broadway. Bowery. And I went to see Iris for my wedding, my engagement ring. Yeah, I was right across from her. Right. I had my boot there also. It was oh, you all, oh, Mike knows I was in the jewelry business for 40 years. That's right. right. Do you know I was the first person to ever do sports jewelry in the United States? I used to do the Yankee logos, Mets, the Yankee logo. Bulls, all that stuff. That's the paperweight right. rings. Rings. Yeah, who was a guy that used to come? Hey, who was a guy used Pedro. to come in our clubhouse? Who was a guy used to come in our clubhouse? He Pedro. had like stick, huh? Pedro. In Pedro. Oakland. That was Oakland, right? No, yeah. no, they came into our clubhouse at the stadium. The oh, guy had probably yeah. about he probably okay. at that time had fifty thousand dollars of necklaces <laughs> and all the uh, Dominicans, all that stuff. They're trying to grab him off this guy. <laughs> Elston <laughs> Howard saw him. Elston said, "I'll do an appearance for you if you give me that one. If you give me that one." <laughs> Elston, hey. you know how to deal. Oh, oh, uh, Ellie. Oh, he was the best. Ellie was oh. the best. Michael he was, was great. Yeah, man, he talked to me a lot in 78 sitting on the bench behind Thurman, but he talked to me all the time about baseball, you know, and he told me that, you know, you're a small catcher in the game. You got to be tough and here's what you got to do. I had to learn how to be tough around home plate also, but he talked to me all the time and I can't say enough about Elson Howard. Great man. Just a great man. Oh, him and his family were the best. I mean, yeah. we used to come to the ballpark together. That's number one. And we had a basketball team. It was myself, Ellie Thurman, uh, Gene Michaels. It was Roy White. Uh, it was Jerry Kenny. It was Jerry Kenny back number, then. Walt number Williams. Two. Walt number Williams two, Jerry on the team. Uh, uh, Very good. Very oh, good. gosh. Oh. So let me, tell you, let me tell you this. Now, I was in the bullpen with, with Elston my first year in 78, you know, back then. And he welcomed me. It was great. He taught me things like Mike said, you know, you know, he was always, he always had your back. But there was one thing that, that happened there. The only person that ever got him mad, you know who that was, right? Mike? Billy Martin. <laughs> the only guy ever got him mad. I, I swear to God, he was the most mild-mannered person great in guy. the world, Ellie, right? Laughing, yeah. mild-mannered, and then all of a sudden, he got pissed off a couple of times. Billy yelling at him on the phone, getting guys up. You got the wrong guy up. But you just told me to get this. Because, Billy, you never know what he's going to say, you know, what state he was in, of course. Right? Unbelievable. Hey, I have a story about Ron. Ron, Ron, are, you, Ron are you there? Yeah. I remember one of my first spring trainings, either 74 or 76. What did okay? I do? Yeah, we were in um, uh, Winter Haven, and you're oh, you talking what? about the wall I ran into? Oh my God, I never saw. <laughs> oh my God, that freaked me out, man. You he you turned and burned, man, to get that fly ball. You picked your head up, and you just you must have been running twenty miles an hour right in that oh. wall. I thought you were out, dog. 
Oh, man. I, I could never not believe that. Oh, I, I'm never going to forget it. I see Herman uh, 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 Snyder running out there. And then he was big at that particular time. He was running out there. I'm running out almost like dead and stuff like that. Said, I'm tired. You know, help me. <laughs> like that. And then Monaghan runs out there, too. And oh. then uh, Billy Martin, first thing he says to me, first thing he says to me, he said, you screwed me up. I just sent out Tory Cannon. I just released him. I don't have another DH on the team. What am I going to do now? I'm out there dying. My knee, <laughs> just, uh, my knee was just, uh, 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 it was just like popping full of uh, 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 bones and stuff. And my neck was like on crooked, uh, oh. like a 360. I mean, uh, he said, you screwed me up. <laughs> that, uh, oh, oh, man. That, I hit that I, I, Go ahead. You know who was in center field then? No, no. He was in center field. No, no. Reggie. Reggie. Oh, yeah, wow. I think Reggie probably would have, he probably made it out. And Reggie was looking probably at his swing. And he <laughs> in center field. And the guy that hit the ball, I think it was Burleson or one of those guys, you know, hit me a ball to right field. Okay. And it was slicing. And, you know, hey, this, the year before, that's where Gary Carter actually ran into the wall and had about 60 stitches. And they didn't have anything up on the wall. Nothing. Nothing. Well, I was just I was just gonna talk. I was just gonna say that back in those days, the walls were either concrete or or wood. Yeah. You know? Oh I yeah, remember. I would have run, I would hey, what I you know that picture and uh what you call it? Uh, um uh ESPN where that guy ran through the wall. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? I would have yeah. run through that wall. I would have gone yeah. through that wall. Unfortunately, <laughs> that wall didn't move. <laughs> That was it was a little bit when you hit it, man. I saw it. <laughs> I was like going like this. The ball was slicing over, and I hit that wall like that. And I said, wow. oh, no. And then uh, Rizzuto said, I think he died. I think he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like that. And I'm, I'm out there. And, you know, and I had to go out. And then we went back to Fort Lauderdale. And then uh, uh, Dr. Canal. Remember Dr. Canal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dr. Canal waited for it. Yeah. Waited for us at the uh, uh, ballpark, and he said, "Bloomy, are you okay?" And I'm coming off. I had like 40 pounds of ice on my knee, like that. I couldn't move. And he <laughs> said, "We need to go down to the hospital." And back then, you didn't have an arthroscope. You know, uh, they look at you. You know, uh, you need an operation. You tore everything. You, uh, but the bones were actually coming out of my kneecap. And wow. I mean, and then about three days later, Steinbrenner flew me in his uh, jet to go, or not his jet, but his plane out and right behind the airport, right behind the field. We went up and then uh, 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 Dr. Nicholas uh, 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 operated me on my knee. He was the guy that did uh, uh, Namus. And he did me, he looked at it, he said, you really messed up. Wow. I said, yeah. oh, I died. I'll never forget that. Hey, I'm gonna be right back. I got something I wanna show you, man. I know you know it, but I'll, I'll be right back. Can you I gotta bring it back. Go! No, I'm bringing it back. Goodbye. I'm bringing it back. Well, hey, Joe, we're not trying to take anything away from you, big guy. That's hey. all right. That's all right. I'm no, no, no. When, when baseball players are together, and I'm enjoying the stories. I'm enjoying oh, no, the stories. You know, unfortunately, I wasn't at the stadium when he came up to the stadium. This guy, I, hey, I found out about you, big guy. Studio 54 Disco. They Who's called that? Me, the, me or yeah. Joe? You. Yeah. You, they called you the Disco Dally. 
They, they, that was my nickname back in the day. Uh, Paul Blair gave me that name. I got to talk low because my wife, if she hears me, she'll come down and hit me in the head with a pan. <laughs> Paul Blair saw me dancing with two girls at a club in California. Came to the clubhouse the next day. This guy thinks he's Disco Dom. He said, he's just like that. And that was I, it. I, it stuck with me. I, to this I day, never went clubbing. No, I wouldn't go out there. I, I didn't want you guys to get on me. You didn't hey, I go with us. Go ahead. Here's your bat, man. Oh, wow. Oh, you took, how did you, wait a second. You took my bat. That's why I didn't have any bats. You know, Dude. let me tell you something. Peppertone took my bats. You took my bats. That's why I didn't have any bats. Hey, hey. I had some, where did you get it? I left it at the stadium and you took it? Yeah. Is it broken <laughs> is it good? No, it's it's good, but how in the world did you swing this big old piece of wood? That's big, man. That looks it's huge. Yeah, it was, hey, always, hey, people always ask me. You know, nowadays they use, look at that. That was a wonderful bat. And that you know what? I probably, had, I probably had 40 hits in that bat, that guy. I had 40 hits and you stole them from me. You stole it from me. What is that? What is that? A C a C two forty three or something? No, no, it's R one sixty one, isn't it? Uh, in the Rawlings, it's a no. One, that's a, no, that's uh, uh, that's Adirondack. That's Adirondack. Adirondack Rawlings bat a one seventeen CX. One seventeen CX. That was like a 37, 36. Really? Yeah, that's 37? a thirty. I used to use. I used to Louisville. I used to use thirty eight, thirty eight. Whoa! R one sixty one. But wait a second. But you know, back then, you know, we didn't have these computers where you look at every time you hit, you run down to and look at the computer and see how you swing. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I always thought, uh, you know, quickness with my hands. I always used my hands. Yeah. And if I had a small bat, I used to use when I first came up. Uh, I was so excited to use a Mickey Mantle bat because Mickey left his bats there. It was an S2. It was an yep. S2. And it was wonderful. It was great. But it was like a toothpick in my hand. And I said, small, you know, I'm getting around head. too quick. Huh? Small it was, yeah, it was an S2. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't even know if they make those things anymore. But, uh, um, you know, I was too quick. What did you use, Mike? I used a uh, Rawlings Adirondack 413B, real skinny handle, small head. I okay. should have used a head that big the way I hit. I didn't hit the crap. No, no. <laughs> People don't realize. Hey, Joe, see this guy right here? Yeah. I would tell you right now, he had the best arm that I have ever seen as a catcher. He did have a great you, arm. Let me, oh, you that. had the best arm I've ever seen as a catcher. Mike, yeah. what, were you, what were you, 165 pounds? Oh, come on, let's bump it up to 180. 180. <laughs> no, Mike, no, he was a heck of a ball player. Mike, I remember when you first came up, man, you were a skinny guy, but he was strong. He had big forearms, uh, Ronnie. He had big fours. Oh, no, up. this guy, hey, I remember this. Hey, no, 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 no. I, I felt like I was a Look, senior guy. I, I was up in the bigs two years when he first came up. And, you know, when he's catching behind him, unfortunately, there was Thurman. And I think it was, uh, was it a Moses there? Jerry Moses there? Who was behind? Fran Healy. Oh, it's Fran Healy. Okay. Cliff Johnson. Johnson. Cliff Johnson. Johnson, Heathcote. But, uh, um, yeah, but, you know, I mean, Heathcote really wasn't a catch. I mean, he was, you know, he just hit. Okay. 
But uh, uh, Fran, you know, I mean, he was, you know, but this guy could catch right here. This guy. Do you know, do you know that's the story how I got my job as a bullpen catcher after I after I, I, I got let go by the Oakland A's, I played three years in the minor leagues and let go by the Oakland A's, uh, came home, and if you remember the story, Mickey Klutz broke his thumb in the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Why? Do you know why he broke catch his it. thumb in He the was bullpen? catching in the pen. Yeah, because Cliff Johnson wouldn't catch and Fran Healy wouldn't catch in the bullpen. Cliff Johnson didn't want to catch, so Fran Healy said, Hey, if he's not catching, I'm not going to catch. And of course, Thurman, he's playing, so it, it don't matter, you know. So now they say, okay, we got to get a bullpen catcher. That's how I got there, you know. And yeah. it, it's just a crazy story. You talk about, you know, Cliff Johnson. Yeah, great, great hitter, but he just didn't want. He didn't want to catch you. No. He had to catch on one knee. Remember, Mike? He caught on one knee. Now yeah. he's catching on one knee. Everybody, yeah. you know, Heathcote, Heathcote. Yeah. I mean, he, what a guy. He was such a great guy. He still lives in Sandy, San Antonio. He lives in San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. Cliff was always good to me, man. He treated me, he always treated me just like a great guy. And I have, I have all good things to say about Cliff Johnson. Don't get him mad at you. Oh, my God. Well, do you know, do you know the story? You remember the story about, him and Gossage. Uh, him, him and Gossage. I was there when that happened. We were what happened? The, we were in the shower room. We were I was shaving and they were talking. And you know, they had some words here and there, you know, because Cliff at the time, you know, I don't want to get into any big thing, but there, there was some stuff going on with Cliff and the and the guys and the, and and Goose, you know him. He don't he don't mince words. He said <laughs> something to Cliff. Cliff said something about now. Cliff was a very, very easygoing guy. guy right? yeah. Very, very, uh, you know, very easygoing guy. But, you know, they were going back and forth. And then Gossage said something. He said, and boom, they're wrestling each other. And Cliff was a strong son of a bitch. As oh, you, yeah. know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cliff, like, pushed them against the wall. They had each other, you know, against the wall. But Gossage's thumb got caught inside like this and bent his thumb back yeah. and that's when he was out for like three months he had surgery and we didn't have a closer that's when they made Dave Rigetti a closer they made Dave Rigetti a closer then but just one of those things that happened in the heat of the moment they were friends but just in the heat of the moment that happened you know yeah. Well, that's that's the way baseball is. In the heat of the moment, man, you can let it go for one moment, even if it's a friend sometimes. And but the good thing always about that, you always come back and apologize, and we're teammates. Oh yeah, no, it's that's the good thing about it. Correct, correct. You know, it, it, we had such a you know, even though we didn't have the greatest team uh, when I came up, uh, Mike started coming up when the team was starting getting pretty good. I. You know, you, you started getting the catfishes, you know, and then you it started. All, uh, uh, it, all, uh, it all changed when Steinbrenner came along. Oh, yeah. No, George, let me tell you something. There's a lot of guys to this day will say, I love George. George was great to me. But he was a type of guy. He was a type of guy. If you did not give him 120%, you're gone. And, I mean, he'll call up Martin. He'll call up Billy and say, you know, I want this guy – He's not going to play anymore. Take him out. 
He's going to go down to AAA. If you at that time, if you get down sent down to AAA, you're never going to come back. Yeah. Nowadays, they keep on coming back like every other day. And yeah. you know, if you, but he was, you know, did you have any problems with uh, George, Mike? No, not at all. Uh, I remember in spring training, all the guys kept getting on me. I need to get my hair cut and all that before George gets there. You better tuck it. And they were just teasing me, you know, nettles yeah. and all them. But as you can see now, I think all of you us Mr. Steinbrenner oh, no. would love us right now. Oh, no, we lost today. <laughs> he this would love our haircuts now. Yeah. But this no, is... he always treated me. I, I could tell a story about Thurman's uh, funeral and all that, but uh, I was uh, not. Well, I can I guess I can say it now. You can say it. You can say it. Yeah, so when I got there and all that after the funeral, uh, I don't know who walked up to me because I came from Oakland. I flew in for the funeral. So um, a guy walks up to me after the sermon. He shakes my hand. He grabs my hand. And he says, George wanted you to have this, and I want you to not say anything about it. Don't mention it to nobody or anything like that. And he squeezed my hand. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I won't say anything. George is happy you're here. He really appreciates you being here. So he said, Mr. Steinbrenner. So I took my hand back and I looked and there was $700 in there to pay for my plane flight to go back and forth from Oakland to, to uh, Canton. Wow, he, he, paid, he paid for my flight and everything and he just wanted to be anonymous about it. Yeah, yeah people don't realize. Let me, you know, I mean, he was a businessman, but he was a fan too. And he wanted more than anything, and Joe, more than anything, he wanted to bring back a winner to yeah. the Yankees. Because when CBS owned the team, when I came up, when I got drafted by the Yankees, CBS was looking at the Yankees as just a business losing proposition where Larry, we had like eight or 9,000 people at the stadium. But when Larry George came out. in in 73, when George came in in 73, and we had Bill Verdon, who was a manager at yeah. that particular time, he got rid of Bill Burden, Mel Wright, who was a pitching coach, got rid of the staff other than, you know, Ellie and all those people. And he came in and he, he looked at us, he said, and he brought all the minority uh, owners down. He said, uh, this guy did this, this guy did this, this guy did this. It was just like uh, bringing in uh, uh, like uh, 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 Apple, you know, uh, 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 the guy who owns, uh, you know, I mean, Facebook and Apple and all those guys and you know i forget their names because i'm talking too quick but you know it's all these guys that were multi-billionaire guys they're living from cleveland were in the uh, horse business or they're in the uh, shipbuilding business he sat down he said anything that you want you let me know money is not an object and the first thing i said this is what i did i said steinbrenner i said this guy must be jewish i, I went over to him i said george I'd like to negotiate another contract with you. <laughs> and, and somebody, I think Marty Appel said, the guy's not Jewish like that. And I said, oh, no, you know, <laughs> like that. And, and you know, and, but we had a, a small little thing. And, you know, and, but he was, he was always great to us. Uh, you, you know, and I'm up at the stadium quite a bit during the offseason. We'll have meeting greets at the stadium, okay? And for, unfortunately for the last year and a half, we haven't done anything. But uh, um, uh, when George, you know, I mean, he looked at, you know, when Robinson Cano was running 
he was with the Yankees and he had a little bit of problems out, really didn't run to first base real hard and people were booing him and stuff like that. And, you know, he's, and George would have killed him, you know, and, but nothing happened to him, you know, because I mean, he was making so much money and, but, but George, Hey, what I'm trying to say, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. I loved him. He took care of us. If you gave 120 do, do you guys remember? I don't know if he did it when you were playing, Ronnie, but Michael remember this. Remember, we used to go into Cleveland, Mike, and we can go into any restaurant it's, we wanted to. The theatrical. You went to the theatrical. Theatrical and the pewter, the pewter mug was another one. They had the best hamburgers in the Peter Joyce's. And there's one of Peter Joyce. Yeah, Peter he, Joyce. He, you remember we, Peter Joyce? Yeah, I, I. I just remember that we used to go anywhere we wanted. As a matter of fact, that was Joe Pepitone's last night with the Yankees when he came back to be a hitting coach. He was in a theatrical drinking all night, went back to the hotel, and we didn't see him the next day. We said, where's Joe? He went home. He went home. I swear to God, it's a true story. He drank so much, he's like, I got to get out. I'm going home, he said. Oh, my God. Oh, well, hey, when I first came up in 69, I'm, I'm uh, 19 years old. I get into the clubhouse. It was the last 30 days, you know, in September, they broke in uh, some guys. Uh, Joe Pepitone was the only guy that wasn't there. And I'm looking for him because I used to watch him hit on TV all the time. I, yeah. I mean, he really had the quickest bat, you know, really a super hitter. And we had a big meeting. Joe left the team for four days, went fishing on Long Island. He never showed up for, he never showed up. When the only time I was up in New York, I mean, he left. He left for four days. And but he, he, said, showed, he showed up on your show, didn't he? He, came to, he was on your show, right? Oh, yeah. He thought I was going to give him some money. That's why he came oh. on my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the story I have about when I first came up, uh, 78, I get the call to come up from double A. And uh, you know how excited you are being a rookie coming in. So I'm walking into the clubhouse, the Yankee Stadium, and I'm like, damn, you know, this, this, this is it, man. Wow. Called up. And Pete Sheehy come up to me and says, hey, you know, nice to meet, nice to see you, and blah, blah, blah. And your locker's right over here. Uh, thank you, Pete. I'm, he goes, I'm the guy that's going to take care of everything. And so I get at my locker. As soon as you come in the door, my locker was on the left, and I hear all this yelling and all this noise in this back room to the right. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck's going on here, right? <laughs> so I hear this, yeah, we, catcher, we don't need no damn rookie catcher. We need pitching on this ball club. Catching is the last thing we need. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, holy crap, they're talking about me. <laughs> so the press comes walking out, and they walk by, and they ask me a few questions and all that, and I'm like, I'm just happy to be here. You know, typical story from a rookie. Well, about five minutes later, Billy walks out of his room. Then he goes, hey, Mike Heath. He says, hey, nice seeing you, son. I'm glad you're here. Boy, we could really use you. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I just heard y'all need a pitching. Oh, <laughs> gosh. So, but getting was... back for me with Billy, I had I felt that I had a great relationship with Billy when, when I went to Oakland and all that. I mean – I, I just think that he and I, player coach-wise, I, I was one of those guys that could talk back to him and he really wouldn't get mad at me. You know what I mean? He'd just talk back to me and then call me to the side later on 
and just, you know, tell me what's going on. But I felt that I had a great relationship with him. And, um, you know, I, I played hard for him every day, but I loved Billy Martin as manager. Well, Mike, Mike, you were a guy that you, you were a guy that he loved because you were like him. You you played the game uh, on your you know, you played the game like on your sleeve. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I remember a couple of times when guys tried to knock you over at the plate. You came up. I, I saw you biting your lip like you wanted to go after the guy. You know what I mean? I remember that, that stuff. Oh, this you, guy was scrappy. This guy. He was a I, tough guy. Oh, if Thurman wasn't our catcher, he would be our catcher for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And I told, you know, even when Rick Dempsey came in, when Dempsey came in, you know, I mean, Dempsey was a good ball player. When he came to Baltimore, he really flourished. Okay. Uh, but, uh, uh, but when you have somebody like Thurman in front of you, I mean, oh. it's, I mean, it's, it's like going, you know, with Terry Bradshaw, you know, it, it's like uh, Peyton and, uh, and Eli Manning, who's uh, uh, behind you. You never go, you like that when I said Eli Manning, right? Uh, don't <laughs> like that when I said Eli Manning. Or she was a real good friend of mine, okay? Terry Bradshaw but anyway, but, but anyway uh, when you have those quarterbacks, I mean, the only way that you go actually play is to get hurt. And Thurman really, hey, he never got injured much. I mean, he would never show it. Thurman he would never, would never show, show it. it. Yeah. No, never. Yeah. No. I mean, no, I, yeah, no, I Thurman used to talk to me a lot. Him and Elston Howard talked to me quite a bit. And Thurman actually, he sat me down one day and, and was talking to me about how to block home plate because people, you got to remember, I was, I was drafted as a shortstop and then they moved me to a catcher. Yeah. So I had to learn as I went through there and within a year and a half, you know, after moving me to a catcher, I guess I adapted the position a lot better than I did shortstop and I was in the big leagues, but Thurman sat me down one day and taught me and talked to me how to block the home plate. You know, he says, he told me, he says, you know, if there's going to be a tag play, a throw comes from the outfield, give them the backside, get up in front of the plate a little bit, get off, don't get on the line, give them the backside of the plate, then take it away from them when the ball's coming. Correct. And he gotcha. taught me a lot about that. That's great. Joe, That's let great. me ask you a question. Joe, being a fan, yeah. do you like the you like the ball, you like the game of baseball when we played baseball, or do you like the game how it is now? How do you like it? Hate it now. Hate it. And Still, I understand they got to do it for fans, you know, with all the uh, theatrics now. But, you know, it's always like, you know, I guess you get older, you, everybody appreciated. You know, I'm sure the 50s baseballs and 60s guys hated the 70s and 80s. But I love 70s and 80s baseball. And, uh, you know, my, my um, you know, when I was growing up, my Mickey Mantle was Bobby Mercer. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Jerry Kenny. I remember he came from a trade with the Chicago White Sox. You remember no, uh, Cleveland Indians. I mean, those 70 teams, I know Ron Woods, Jim Lytle, Celerino Sanchez, uh, Roy Foley, all those guys. Uh, those were my baseball years. So I, I follow them now. I'm a hardcore Giants fan, Rangers and Yankees. And I haven't been to the uh, New Yankee Stadium. I won't go. It's too many memories in the old Yankee Stadium. I haven't gone. And that picture I showed you of my father. And Joe DiMaggio. See if you can put that up so the other guys can see it. Yeah, put that up. That was Where? in 1938. Uh, Do you wow. have it? Wow, Do you have the picture? Uh, Lenny, 
Can you put the picture up? Wait, he's going to put the picture up. Look at that. Oh. Oh. Look how so, young he is. <laughs> my father's 18 in there. Joe D was his guy. But before Joe D was uh, Tony Lazeri. He was the original um, Italian-American uh, you know, baseball player, baseball sure. star. And then, of course, Joe DiMaggio. Great picture. Great. Oh, that's a great. Oh, and, and see that uh, see that little patch on uh, Joe D's arm. What is that? The World's Fair was coming to New York in 1938. There you go. So, I, yeah, I you know when you look at when when we played, you know in 60s, 70s, 80s, we look back at the guys that played in the 20s and, oh, yeah. and all that. Those guys were studs with the equipment they had and the numbers they put up. The guys today look at us when we played and say, oh, those guys weren't nothing. They don't even think nothing of us. Yeah. But we were, yeah, we remember the guys. Can you imagine playing back in the 20s and the equipment they had and the bats they had and how good those guys were? They had to be awesome back in the day. I yeah. think the, big, the biggest difference was the gloves. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh it looked like a pancake. These gloves looked like pancakes back then. It's like you a know? hand. <laughs> yeah, these people, you know what? These people get upset now because they say, well, this ball doesn't travel as far. You know, it's not as juiced up like it has been in the last three or four years. Where they hit the ball, everybody's hit the ball 600 feet. When we played, we had like little marsh, you know, the balls are like, you know, I mean, it was nothing in there. You really, And you look at Frank Howard and Harvin Killebrew and Rich Allen hitting all those home runs. Oh, God, they ball. Oh, and these guys now, you know, I mean, they hitting the ball top of the stadium. Yeah. You know, all these balls are so juicy. These pitchers don't want to even pitch. They won't throw batting practice these guys anymore because they hit them too hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, now they changed the ball this year. Yeah, they changed them this year. And they're arguing. There was, I, I was listening. There was two or three guys that the pitchers said, I like this ball. And a couple of hitters said, it doesn't travel as far. You know, like that. And that's all they care about. You know what? Hey, when we played, the name of the game is to get the guy from first to third, right? Get the guy in. Nowadays, it's two, it's a two-run home run or a three-run home run. It's like that's all they play for. The Boston like Red Sox. <laughs> oh. Do you know the what I do you know what is, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I just want to say the home run is like the three-point shot. I mean, it's not, you know. There's no passing in basketball. It's everything from the beyond the three. Uh, same thing with, you know, it's like a three-run home run, three-run, three-point shot. Go ahead, Dom. You want to hear an incredible thing, uh, incredible stat that I heard? You talk about, like, how, how the home run is so prevalent now. Guys are not stealing bases. They're not hitting, hitting and running. Mike Trout only had one stolen base last year. Mike Trout, now that's, that's his forte is – being a five-tool player, yeah, I mean, he normally steals 30, 35 bases a year and hits 40 home runs, knocks in 120 runs. He only had one stolen base because they don't want him to run and run, run into outs anymore just in case he does get thrown out. They want the guy to get up there and hit the home run, you know? Hey, look, the bats are harder, the, the balls were harder, the, the, the fields are, are shorter, right? They're not right. at the old Yankee Stadium where oh, you play. Oh, God. Yeah. Hit the ball up in the air, it's a home run. You know what I mean? Every, they hit the ball up. They got these uppercut swings. The ball goes in the air and it just keeps going. 
Yeah, yeah no more the gaps or done. Yeah, you know, they talk about the velocity. If we hit a home run, we just want to see it go over the fence, right? Yeah. These guys, they don't care about – they watch the home run. They'll flip the bat 20 feet up in the air, and they'll Take watch that. it. And then they'll run from third base to home, and then they jump. You know, if if a guy did that to Bob Gibson or Catfish or Sparky or Jim Palmer or Gaylord, uh, 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 Steve Carlton, if they did that, they would get juiced. Yeah. I mean, oh, they get juiced. I mean, these guys now, if now they got all this armor on them, they look like you know they got more armor they do than the Giants or the Jets. They got the, they got the, did they do that in college? Now, Dom is the, uh, I don't know, Mike, Joe, well, you knew he was a head baseball coach for Long Island, don't you? Yeah. Uh Okay. Now, do they put all this, uh, all this equipment on their arms and? Some guys have it, not everybody, but some guys do have it. No, not, not a lot. Some guys have elbow guards or maybe a shin guard if they foul the ball off their, off their shins or their foot a lot, you know what I mean? But, most of the college kids are pretty good as far as like being tough and everything, especially some of the guys that I get, you know, uh, they do lift the, you know, they, they do like to be strong. They, you know, they, they, you know, the, the strength part of the game is a big thing. The agility part of the game, we do agilities, we do strength training and stuff like that. You know, we have the rap solo system. We have, uh, we have blast motion. However, I don't use it every day. Like, you know, the big league guys now, they like you said, they taking it back. They go in the tunnel. There's the video room right next to the dugout, right inside the dugout. They go in there and they look at it, you know? They watch everything. We don't do that stuff. We don't do that stuff. But we no. do use it for certain things. You know what I mean? Well, here, we, we had strength and conditioning. I mean, the Yankees were one of the first teams back in 75 or six that got the Nautilus equipment Yeah, and hop along Cassidy was our instructor in there. So (laughs) he'd bring us in there, work us out early spring training. You look at it. Everybody said, hop, you sure you played football? Yeah. (laughs) He was like five foot five like that. Uh, you probably played on a, a pop Warner team or a midget football. Yeah. How did you get the Heisman? You know, yeah. you got the yeah. Heisman because nobody showed up. You know, somebody hop along. We, you know, I, I was on a extensive weight program. It started in 84 for me. And it, it was a lot of strength and conditioning that worked out a lot. But what I'm not understanding, they talk about these guys today. Oh, they're so much uh, stronger and this, that, and the other. And how come there's so many guys on the DL all the time? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I don't understand. Oh, I mean, hey, you, we, we hardly ever got hurt. Yeah, we, there was, yeah. Everybody's getting everybody's getting oblique pulls and all yeah, that. How do you do that? We used to just swing and swing and swing. We swung our whole lives, and now you know, you you go to the stadium. These guys are lifting weights when they go to the stadium. It's their turn to lift weights after the game. It's your turn to go lift weights. Sure. I mean, just like David Cohn said to me, I was up in the press box doing some stuff, and he says, he said, Bloomy, have you ever seen a fat guy pull a, a muscle? <laughs> I think about it, I said, no. Babe Ruth never pulled a muscle. Any of those guys pulled muscles. You know, I mean, how do you pull a, your side muscle? You know, these they, they pull it because they don't have 20, 22% body fat. They got 3% body fat. 
And yep. when you have when you have muscles, you got to have cushions when you throw when you swing. And these guys are swinging, and they get put on the DL for four uh, three months. But they That's don't a- care. They got the four year contract, and they still making a hundred million dollars, and they don't care. You know, I mean. That's a- that's a hey, good when point. When we played, Mike, when we played, hey, if we're trying to, from gay Paul, we're trying to get $100 or $200, <laughs> we're doing good, aren't we? And you go in there, well, you know, you hit 300, you hit 296, you drove in 60 runs and you had 220 at bats. You said, yeah, but you struck out against uh, uh, Milwaukee and the, you left this guy at third base. We're not going to give you a raise. You know, when they say that, yeah, you know, I, I remember. Mean, I remember in Oakland, uh, I had a pretty good year. It was when I first got over there. It might have been 80, 82. And, well, when Charlie still owned the team. And so Charlie told me he was going to give me a $10,000 raise. Man, I'm living, I'm living oh, large, yeah. right? Did the, yeah, well, what happened was it put me in another tax bracket out in Oakland, uh, California, <laughs> and I made less money. <laughs> I home less money a month. I'm like, wait a minute, what? You thought you made <laughs> Hey, he was he was a he was a a, a character that guy. Uh, oh, he used to bring in the mules before the ball games. Uh, you know, they used to uh, 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 ride the mules in there, and they had the orange baseball. Remember, they had Herb Washington, who was the uh, designated runner. And yes, ran, and from the University of Michigan, and he ran like sprints. He ran, had had every record in the world, but he never played baseball, and he couldn't. And he. he you know, I mean, whenever they put him on first base, he always got picked off at first he base. He got picked you know, off. Yeah. Yeah, always, yeah. always, because he didn't know how to steal. They thought because he was fast, he's going to beat the ball. Yeah. You know, I mean, I when you have Thurman, let me tell you something. When you have Thurman catching, and let me tell you something, and he's probably the most, and Mike would tell you, he's the most unorthodox thrower. Am I right? He'll throw That's from true. the sides. He'll throw from the side. Oh, yeah, all the time. And here's a guy right here. This guy had the best arm in the world if he ever got to use it with the Yankees. I mean, he could have been great, too, because he was quick with his hands and stuff. But when, you know, when Herb Washington, when he used to run, we used to laugh at him, you know, because he had no idea. You know, he was always so, you know, he, it was a big deal. They used to bring him from the bench and they used to talk to uh, whoever was on first base or Felipe or whoever was on first base at that particular time. And then he didn't know that like Sparky's going to throw over there and pick him off. He was, he got thrown over, he got thrown out all the time. But I talked, hey. to, I talked to Thurman one time, you know, because he threw a little three quarter and whatever he yeah. had to get it done, you know. He told me, I, I, he told me that he hurt his thumb real bad one year and he couldn't get on top of the ball and put the pressure on the thumb to throw. So that's why he started getting on, uh, getting on side of the ball a little three quarter ish. Is this when he was in professional or was he in college then? <laughs> I, I didn't go further in the conversation, but he's, you know, that's what he told me. He hurt his thumb real bad. So it bothered him sometimes to get on top to put the pressure on the thumb to throw. Quickest release I've ever seen as oh. a catcher. Amen. It never, it never touched his glove. Amen. For some reason, I mean, it just like, you know, he like just that. directed the ball. He didn't catch it. Then he just no, directed I mean, it. it looked like he was throwing it before the ball even got to him. Yeah, man. You, you know, know what? I wanted, to, I wanted to go back just a second on what we were talking about before about guys getting hurt. I, I have a theory that I, I believe will hold true. Uh, as you know, when we, when we were there, you know, we took infield and outfield practice before oh, the yeah. game. Okay. 
these guys now, they don't take that stuff anymore. Now, what happens is you take your batting practice. You, you, let's say you're the Yankees, you're at Yankee Stadium. You take your batting practice, you're off the field at 5 o'clock or 5.30. You don't start the game until 7. You got an hour and a half inside. They're eating, they're playing cards. They got chefs in there. They're making them meals, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and then they go out on the field, and I watch them when I go to the game sometimes. They don't even warm up. They do these little stretches and they go like this and yeah. they go like that. And they take up, they run like a couple of, uh, they run a couple out of outfield. Yeah. Runs. And I say, how the hell can, this is one of the reasons why they, remember we used to take, we used to take uh, infield outfield. Oh, you had to. When, when it was a hot night, oh. you go out, you get a nice sweat, you come in, you change your clothes, maybe take a shower real quick. Boom. You got the adrenaline flowing, you get out on the yep. field and you play. I believe that's a big thing. When I put my team, somebody says to me, do you want to take infield today? Like, you know, I take infield every day. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You got to get that blood flow when I feel. I agree. You know I totally you agree with you. They don't want to get hurt. They don't, want, they, they don't yep. want to get hurt. They don't want to baby these guys. How yep. many pitchers have you caught and they're throwing the ball real well and they and the uh, uh, manager comes out and say, you know, I want to take this guy out. How many guys will let into the manager and destroy him? You know, and say, get out of here. I'm pitching. Get out of here. And before the uh, 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 manager even gets to the mound, go, go, I'm pitching. Nowadays, they see a manager, they just, they walking off the field and they hand them the ball because they know they're gone after like 60 pitches. How in the world they do that? From what I'm understanding, the managers aren't making the calls on that. No. It's the analytic team that Correct. does. Correct. And if he's been around, you know, this is a second time around, well, he doesn't fare well, then the analytics calls down and the manager goes out and get him. I've seen Jack Morris literally will not come off that mound. I've seen guys uh, back that in Oakland and with the Yankees, this is my game to win or lose, and I'm staying in here. Forgetty was Forgetty was like that a lot. I remember oh. back in the day. And Gator, forget about. Oh yeah, him. no, no, no. Forget about him. him. You no, know, you, you don't take him. You don't take Catfish off. You don't take uh, 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 Spark. You know, I mean, hey, these guys want to finish the game. I mean, yeah. they get ripped. That's one thing. But these guys, nah. You, you, you just let them pitch. Did you hear about? Did you hear about Zach Britton? Yeah. Today? Elbow. Yankees? Elbow. Gonna be out like three months. You know. Yeah. Three months will be six months because he just signed a four-year deal. So what's the deal? You know what? You know what? You, you know what? You know what's funny about that? You know, be, being a college coach, you know, and I recruit and I recruit guys, you know, and we've recruited some pretty good, pretty good pitchers in in the, in the days that I've been there. But you know what? You know what I don't like when I watch a kid. If a kid is a max effort guy, now you know what that means, right? Being a oh, max sure. effort guy. You know, a guy that when he's throwing, you can see he's just throwing all he's got rather than that guy like – I was watching Zach Wheeler the other day against the Yankees with Philadelphia. Zach Wheeler throws 98 nice and easy. This is what he does. You know, he's got that that flick at yeah. the end. You know what I mean? He's got that flick there where, you know – The ball just hops off, you know. It just hops off his hand, yeah. exactly. But Britton, he's like – He's a violent, I, another word that I use when I look at a kid, you know, so if he's violent on the mound, like he's got that violent delivery where he's really trying to get through the ball. And 
And listen, Zach Brin's a great pitcher, I believe. You know, he got that great sinker. Oh, he has great stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 98, I mean, you know, sinking. That's tough to catch, Mike. I, you can just imagine how it is to hit. I used to tell people I was in the bullpen, if a guy is tough to catch, he's got to be tough to hit. I I'll give you – amen. I'll give you another guy that when you were talking about sinker and a heavy ball, how about Gil Patterson? Oh, Patterson, yeah. Dick hey, Gil had great stuff. Hey, once he hurt his arm right-handed, he throws throw, throw it left-handed. He throw left-handed. People don't realize that. I remember that. I remember. I remember that. first catching him right when he went down to Dominican and Puerto Rico oh, when he hurt his arm. His ball was heavy. Whoa. Oh my God! It, it was held. like catching a bowling ball. Oh, his ball. Oh, heavy, heavy. Dick, we'll Dick Tidro was another. Head. Dick we'll was another guy. Who? Dick Tidrow. Dirty. Yeah, dirty. They call him dirty. Yeah. He was, he was tough. Yeah, he, he threw a heavy tough. ball. But these guys nowadays, you know, I mean, they're just, uh, um, you know, I just hate to tell you, you know, I mean, these guys, it's not like it used to be, you know, and, and when we came up and you came, you know, and you see it in college ball because they all want to sign professionally. So they have to give it all they have. If they just, if they jake it out, they don't know who's out there watching them. So they really have to give 120%. And, uh, but but worth, worth, I think what kills sports, and I'm a pro player, is all these free agents and signing for like $200 million and $300 million. They could have bought the whole league when I played. When you played, they, they, these guys could have bought the whole league, Mike. Oh, easy. You know, they could have bought the whole league and say, I just want everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> What, what is going on, guys? What is going on with these 14-year contracts? Oh. I mean, didn't they have enough with with uh, with Stanton? How about like Stanton? Ellsbury? Ellsbury, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wait a second. What is, hey, Joe, what are you making? What are you making? Some uh, spaghetti dish. A spaghetti dish? Yeah. Joe, is that your restaurant? I was just chefing. I was a chef before an actor. Nice. Where were you? Where in the city? Um, I don't know where that was. I lived in New Orleans for a couple of years. Uh, I, you know, worked in Manhattan, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Hey, when we come up, are you going to cook for us? Love to. Oh no, no, no! Wait a second. Down south, and Liddy's going to hate me. We get spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> we don't. We get meatballs, and we put ragu sauce on it. Oh, That's what we do. Oh, hey, wait a second. Hey, yeah, but we do that down south. Hey, that's down south. Come on. Come on. Sometimes, sometimes, it was sometimes in the sauce we put spam instead of meatballs. Oh. <laughs> and we use ramen noodles. You know what I like more than noodles? Ramen noodles because oh, it's ramen. soft. I love that stuff. Hey, Ron, I got a yeah. question for Joe. Yeah. Wait, wait. Before I get to that, you know, Ron, you're Jewish. Yeah. When I was a kid, you never wanted spaghetti in a diner. And I was there with a Jewish friend. Not only did he get the spaghetti, he put ketchup on it. No, I, I don't like that. No. I had to go outside. And I no. Put a glass of milk. No, oh. you know what they do down south? If they get a knish, they put they ah. get ketchup and put it on a knish. They don't use ah. the mustard. They don't ah. put the mustard on it. They put ketchup on it. That's Mike. Mike lives in Florida now, don't you? Yep. You live in Florida. Florida you know, here, man. Where do you born live? Born and raised now? in Tampa, huh? Are you in Tampa now? Yeah, I was born and raised here. Where are you really? What high school did you go to down there? Hillsboro. Oh, oh you nice. did. 
Yeah, that's uh, you know, good in Sheffield. I mean, there's Tino, never, no, Tino, no, Tino never did that. Panella didn't go there, did he? No, Panella went to Jefferson. Okay. So did uh Jefferson um and um Tony LaRussa. They all really? went to I think they went to Jefferson, yeah. Who's gonna ask me something? Yeah, Mike Pete. Here. I I, I want to know who it, what who was your all-time Yankee player favorite and oh, who is your Hurston. Yeah, that's right. I did remember hearing that. I'm sorry. Yeah. And who's your all-time favorite player in baseball period? Uh I could go go all the way back as long, as far as you want to. George Sisler? Wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You, you shocked us. We don't know what to say. Yeah. No, <laughs> listen, hey, I'm a baseball you stumped us, big guy. I, I'm a baseball well, historian. Not being so, you know, I, I, uh, I, um, it's hard to say. I was a big Bob Gibson fan. Um, but I was going to ask you guys, who on the current, and I, have, I, I know who I think it would be, but who on the current Yankee team right now would you say is like a throwback into the 60s and 70s? Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner. Okay, I was going to say LeMahieu, but I can see Brett Gardner. Aaron yeah. Boone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would say Brett, Brett Gardner and, and uh, LeMahieu. Yeah, yeah, well, LeMahieu, I, I, you know, I've seen him. He's a great hitter. I mean, he's a great hitter. He's a great player. I, hey, but I have seen, you know, I, I saw, you know, uh, uh, Brett when he came up from the minor leagues and what he's achieved. His yeah. guy did not have, okay, you know, he's a great ball player, but he is blessed with not great, 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 great talent, okay? But this guy gives 120% yeah. every time he goes out to the field. You know what you're going to get with him, and that's why it was a great, I think it was a great to have him come back to the Yankees, even if he doesn't play much, but just to be in the locker room yeah. and you know you got somebody that can come off the bench and get some base hits and to go in and play defense for you. I think he's going to be one of the major, major guys. If this team uh, 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 doesn't have too many injuries, I think he's going to be a key element on this team. There's no yeah, doubt those guys. Those guys that come off that bench and, like, let's say a star gets hurt and a guy's got to fill in for him for two weeks, that guy right there, that's the toughest job in baseball. Ooh. That guy that has to come off the Ooh. bench and fill in for that guy because, man, he, he might not be able to play every day, but, man, he's got to come off that bench for two weeks to fill that spot and do the job and do it really good, man. You, that's know, what these guys, you know what these guys have now? But we, what we didn't have, they had – uh, cages to hit on. Uh, if they're going to go pinch hit, they got a left-handed pitcher. If, if they're going to uh, throw a left hand at you, throw BP. They got right-handed. Then they have an infield. Uh, then they could take infield. I mean, where we, you know, we didn't have any of that stuff. No. You know, these guys, when they come and sitting on the bench, they know it's the sixth or seventh inning that they better go down and loosen up. Then they, you know, they get a good, a good sweat. And if they get a good sweat, they could go in like us. What do we do? I mean, you know, you go into a clubhouse and say, uh, uh, Pete, you know, I'm hungry. You know, give me a finish. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we had. You know? But, you know, Mike, that's a good point that you made 
you know, about a guy coming off the bench. You know, I preach that to my guys all the time about staying ready. You know, that's a big, oh. those are big words for me. You know, I tell them, man, you guys got to stay ready because I can only play eight guys in a picture at a time. However, a guy tweaks an ankle or a guy hurts his elbow yeah. and you got to be ready to fill in where he becomes unnoticed that he's out of there because now you're doing the job. Now I got to make adjustments to try to keep you in the lineup and get the other guy there too. So you make me make the lineup by, by your actions of what you do. So that's why, even though you're not playing, and I'm going to tell you something, I can tell you 10 examples through my years, my 17 years uh, being a head coach, where a freshman will come out of nowhere and go 5-0, and and that's how you get to the finals of the NCAA championship. Yeah. Or a guy uh, breaks his, 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 his uh, gets hit with a pitch and breaks his wrist. He's the team in RBIs, and now all of a sudden another guy comes off the bench, and all of a sudden he's out there and he's unnoticed that the other guy, the, the guy's unnoticed that he's gone because the other guy's doing the job. So this that's is very, very important. This is what I was leading up to. Yeah. And the guy, the guy that brings that to mind, how important that position or job is in the big leagues is Correct. Brian Doyle. Oh, oh, Brian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Willie Randolph gets hurt. What does Brian do? Come and play the whole series and didn't miss a lick, batted four something. Yeah. And, you know, actually, you know, Bucky won the MVP, but Brian Doyle probably you deserved know. it just as much as he did. Do you know the story about that, Mike? I don't know if you remember, but um, Brian Doyle was only supposed to get a quarter share of the World Series. After yeah. the World Series, they upped him to a full share. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, only had, he only had a month in the big leagues, I think, right at, at that time. Yeah. Well, there you go. Perfect system. Willie couldn't play. Willie's hurt. And here's that guy coming off the bench and doing a fantastic job. Yeah. His, yeah. Brother, his brother was Denny Doyle, wasn't it? Yeah, Denny. Yeah, Denny yeah. Blake. Blake, Denny, and Brian Doyle. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You couldn't find a better human being than uh, the the Doyles. You know, yep. I mean, it really, you know, uh, 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 Brian, you know, has Parkinson. Did you know that? Yes. No, I did not. You know, yeah, he's had Parkinson for how many years? Probably about 10. About, was it, has it been that long, about 10 years? About 10 years, yeah. Because yeah. I remember being at the old timers day yeah, yeah. several years ago. He had it, he was shaking a little bit. And but he wanted to play. And he played and he got up yeah. to bat. And he yeah, played he and got up to bat. Yeah, yeah, he did. yeah. yeah. He did. Hey, hey, let me ask you guys. You know that the uh, you know the Yulu brothers, right? Felipe, Manny, oh, Felipe, and, uh, and Manny, Jesus. and uh, Jesus. Sure. You know the fourth brother was the best out of all of them. No kidding. You know the fourth brother. Yeah, Baba, Baba, <laughs> Baba. <laughs> what he got you? Hey, Dom, where do you get this guy? Where do you get this guy from? Get him back to the restaurant. How you doing, Joe? How you doing, Joe? <laughs> we should Dom, have you and Pepitone together. I want to share something up, with Dom. you guys. I want to share something with you guys. I'm in my memorabilia room, and I just wanted to show you something here. Do you see this? Can you see this picture? Or is it like backwards or something? Is that oh, it's good. good. Can you, can you, do you know who these people are in this picture? Can Wait, you make you know? Is that Rizzuto? That's Rizzuto. Uh, that's that's Rizzuto. you. That's you. That's me in the middle of. Look at this. Look at the guy. Joe DiMaggio and, who, yep. and, and Gene Michaels and Sti no wow. Al Kalon. 
No, no, look at uh, to the right of me or, or to the left of uh, uh, your. That's uh, Mickey. That's Mickey Mantle. Yeah, yeah. Mickey Mantle, a young guy. He must have been 50 years old then, you know? He looked, like he, was sleep. he looked like he was sleeping on your shoulder. He didn't come in that night. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one thing, because this is, a, I tell people when I come down, sometimes they come in my basement and they check out all the stuff. And I, I say to them, do you know who the guy is next to Joe DiMaggio? If you can tell me who it is, I'll send you one of my books autographed. Can you, uh, can you name who that is? I'll give you a hint, okay? I'll give you a hint. The girl next to him was his wife, of course. He was an ex-Yankee catcher, Mike. An ex-Yankee catcher. How old was he? Right there? Yeah. Hey, he looked pretty old. He looked like he was like 60, 70. Charlie Silvera? Nope. It was Number, a hit. <laughs> Number, now, wait a second. Did he play in the big leagues or the minor leagues? Oh, he played in the big leagues. He was a star, man. Come on. How? Really? No, Bill Dickey. Bill Dickey right there, man. It's Bill, Bill Dickey. Dickey. Wow. That's Bill that was Dickey. Bill Dickey. God. Wow. That was like, that was like circa that. 1980. Uh, old Timers Day. Mike, uh, Ronnie, Old Timers Day was unbelievable back then. Oh. Joe, you remember that? You remember going Old Timers Day back then? Those are the two number eights retired. Yep, oh. two number. And Yogi is the guy that's got his hand above Rizzuto's head. He put gum on his hat right there. If you could see it, there's a piece of gum on his hat. Uh, they always uh, did that. Always did that. Uh, Yogi always used to do that. There's and Yogi. here's another one. See. Look at this picture. You know who that is, right? Yogi, is that you in center? It's me and Billy. And Billy during yeah. a rain delay. In and you know who is? Uh, uh, wait a second. You don't know who's filming. You don't know who's taking pictures. Michael Grossbart. Is that who that is? You don't remember Michael Grossbart? No, Michael, remember. you remember Michael Grossbart? You're the guy that used to take pictures of us. Yeah, I, I don't you know. know. I was just in awe, man. The I don't guy, remember much. No, wait a second. Down in spring training, the guy had a, a fro. He had oh, a, I remember the fro. You really, he had a big fro and always wore bell-bottom pants. And and I, and, uh, and uh, 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 Thurman always used to, uh, every time he saw him, took a bat and whopped him in the stomach. That wasn't <laughs> So listen, Joe, there's a story about this. You know what it is? A reporter, that was like right before the game was going to start, but they had the tarp on the field, so the reporters were allowed in the dugout until they told them that they were taking the tarps off the field. So the reporter said to us, actually, he addressed it to Yogi. He said, hey, Yogi, you think it's going to stop raining? He goes, uh, it always does. <laughs> I'll tell you that story. <laughs> Let me tell you something. What an icon for the game. Yeah. He, I, he was the best of the best. And we were around them. That was like, the, that's the unbelievable part. We were around them. And that wasn't even in his book. You know what I mean? <laughs> he always said these things. He had no idea what he was talking about. Oh man! Hey, it's going to rain. It's going to stop raining. It always does. It always does. He said. <laughs> always does. <laughs> That's a great one. Oh me! Let me tell you something. We had some fun. You know, yeah. we really did. And you know, doing these zooms is so much fun. Michael, hey, do you do a lot of zooms or have you? I do not. I I, I don't get requested. I did one oh several months ago, but I don't get many requests to do them. 
probably people don't know where you are. Uh, you know, people hit me up on Facebook every once in a while and they'll see and send friend requests, but I don't accept all of them, but the, it gets out here and there. And then you'll get, I'll get a text from somebody. That's how it happened last time. But we I got to have you on a lot more. No, you and Don, we got to, and Joe, we got to have you all on. And I know Joe, we didn't let you talk much, but well, we're sorry, but when ball players get together, you know, they're like, you know, they're like animals. You know, we got so many tales to tell. Joe, I know when you go in your kitchen, you probably tell us where they put in our food. You know, you, we don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't Joe, want to know. I enjoyed, I enjoyed Joe, let, let, let Joe tell us a story about the Sopranos. Come on. Yeah, you got to uh, tell us. Game Gandolfini. Okay. Come on, man. Lorraine Bracco. Those are legends. Yeah, Those Dominic. are legends you were with. Where did you grow up, Dom? I grew up in Brooklyn, uh, Greenpoint, Williamsburg. Okay, so I'm from Gravesend. Okay, I played ball right. there. <laughs> right, and I went to uh, Lafayette, Johnny Franco, and uh, Will Bond, uh, uh, Stanley uh, Colfax. Pete Falcone went there. And, and, with the Will Ponds, too, and the Will Ponds, and the Will Ponds. And the Will Ponds. Nice and Sam Ritigliano, coaching the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Um, so, you know, Soprano, I listen, you guys were part of the greatest name in all of sports. I like to think about it. I was a part of the greatest TV show of, you know. You betcha. You betcha. And, and I made my mark, and uh, you guys made your mark, and here we are. That's great, man. I, uh, you, I were great. You, you were great. You were great on that show. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, watched yeah. it constantly. Then I binged watched it again. I bought the whole series and binged watched it. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Well, I'll give you a little fact that maybe you guys don't know. You know, the first year... In the first season, I was a different character. Little bakery scene. Christopher shoots the guy in the foot. I was a bakery customer, Gino. They brought me back as Vito. And uh, that was great. I got to kill Jackie Jr. in the third season. The fourth season, I was reading a book called Murder Machine. True story about a Brooklyn guy. Uh, had a crew. who was notorious. He had a gay character, uh, a gay mobster in his crew. I brought the idea to the writers. Wow. And they said, listen. This is something you don't see in a mob thing. I'd be willing to do it. Now, being from Brooklyn, you know that's not easy, right, Tom? Sure. Gay guy. But I did it because I wanted to prove I could act. I wanted more, you know, screen time. I wanted a storyline, and it changed my life. So, you know, right place, right time. But you, sometimes you got to think outside the box. Good for you, and man. I, and Good I tell you. everybody that, you know. Beautiful. So Beautiful. that's why I'm on this this thing right now because. I would have been a background guy with a couple of lines here and there, but that's what I did. No, 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 Joe, you're a you're a main man. You're part of the Yankee family now. Yep, yep. You're part of the yeah. Yankee family. No, uh, uh, you know what you need to do, Mike. What you need to do is con contact the Yankees. You're right in Tampa, and Gil Patterson lives down there. You see Gil probably all the time. And I you, speak to him occasionally. Yeah, you need to call up the Yankees and tell them you want to come down to Yankee fantasy camp. You well, that there's a story behind that. There's been a couple of guys, Gator and uh, a couple of other guys had said they were going to throw my name out there. Yeah, they you got to call them. You got to call them. They did contact me two years ago, but it coincided with the Detroit Tigers. And I, I told them I can make another week if they had it. But they said, no, we need you for that week. And I, the Tigers have been – 
up in Lakeland. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. I've been in the fantasy camp with them, but I told them I would love, if they let me know, I'd love to do a Yankee fantasy camp. I'd love you, it. You should tell them, Joe, you, you mm -hmm. love baseball, right? You probably grew up playing stickball your whole life, right? And you're stickball. dumb. You played stickball your whole life, right? Sure. 100%. Dom, you should ask him to come down to fantasy camp, too. It's hard for me to come at that time because we start practices with uh, with baseball, you know, with the Delphi. Well, okay, but y'all can start. <laughs> no, no, you can start, you know, they got a camp in November. Are you in baseball? Oh, they do? Oh, yeah, they, they got a camp November? in November, and they got a camp in uh, uh, January. They got, they got five camps now. They got wow. five camps now. And, wow. I mean, it's uh, – uh, I mean, of course, for last year we didn't have camp, or I don't think this year we're going to have. We might, you know, but who knows? But anyway, y'all should call up and find out if you have camp. You could go to camp. Mike, I mean, you're right in Tampa. All the guys, there's a lot of guys from lives in Tampa. Uh, Derek would, Sheldon. Do you know Derek right, Sheldon? To wrap it up. Oh, nope. I love talking. <laughs> Lenny, where are you? Where are you, Lenny? Hey, what was that? That's God speaking. Oh, it's Lenny. I'm oh, sorry. This is the voice of God. <laughs> Lenny, <laughs> Lenny well, we're just having such a great time. Let me tell you something. Hey, Joe, Disco, Mike, y'all are the best. This is fun. You know, I started this eight months ago. I had no idea how to do any of this stuff. I still have a flip phone. I still got a rotary phone at home. And this is, it's not easy for me to do. But to talk, this is fun. And yeah. and Mike, you know, I mean, we grew up almost together. And, and your Corvette, we were so jealous. And you're driving up in your Corvette, a, a convertible. And we're going out to dinner trying to spend like $5. And that's all we could spend. And he's driving up in a big, brand new uh, uh, Corvette. And we said, golly, Pete, hey, the times are changing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and now and now, he, now he's a biker. Yeah, no, you, yeah, got your right. Hurley. you got your Hurley. How many, how, oh, many bikes, yeah. how many bikes you got? Well, I, I, I had several at one time, but now I'm only down to one. I have a 17 limited Harley. It's a full bagger. I run quite a bit with a group around here that we like to ride. And, but uh, I just have uh, my one bike. You got one bike. Uh-oh. He's probably throwing a, uh-oh, Ron Say. Yeah, Ron Say, the penguin. His pitch. Popped him up. Could be it. He's got room. He's waiting. The Yankee bench on the field. Yankees are the champion. Look at that. You know what's funny, Mike? That was 78. We had that party. Remember with the, uh, yeah. uh, the Happy Days cast? Yeah. And I'll tell you what. We celebrated on their field. And then yes. in 81, they celebrated on our field when they beat us. <laughs> there it is. Here it is. There's a 78 ring right there. Yep. Look at that. Yep, I got mine right. too, right there. <laughs> I got my 77. I got my 77. <laughs> well, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, did you know that I was in a movie two years ago? I, I fulfilled my dream to be an actor. I had one line in the movie, okay? But I was in a lot of scenes. It was called The Bottom of the Ninth, and Ray Negron was the associate producer. He got me on the, he got me Ray on it. You know yeah. Ray, right? Yeah, of course, everybody supposed, knows Ray. I was supposed to be a technical director because they wanted me to make sure that the, you know, the scenes were authentic and everything. 
So then one of the people said there, let's make this guy, let's put him in a movie. He's a real coach. Let him be one of the coaches. So Mike Rispoli was the manager, your boy, Mike Rispoli. Oh, Mike Rispoli, Jackie Sr. Jackie, he was in the movie. He was like one of the main characters and Joe Maganello and, and Sofia Vergara were in the movie. Wow. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good movie, but it didn't really go to, to but it's still on pay-per-view and all that shit, you know? And, and, and Dom, Mike Rispoli coaches baseball wherever he lives. He's a, uh, you know, Connecticut, coach. in Connecticut. Youth baseball, young, yeah, he's a big guy. Uh, Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And he's a tremendous actor. Yeah, he's like, a great like guy. Mike. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. Oh, guys, go on. Go eat. Hey, Mike, love you, big guy. Thank you very much, big guy. Give me my bat back. I want my I want my 40, <laughs> I want my 40 hits back. Dom, <laughs> the only way you're getting it back is if you sign it. <laughs> I'll sign it, but I'll take it back. <laughs> I love you, big guy. Mike. Love, love you guys you. too. Looking forward to seeing you soon, big guy. Yeah, Dom, thank you. Very I much. love you. Joe. Thank I love you, you, big guy. You got to take us. You got to cook for us. All three of us, you got to cook for us. Okay. I'm going to make Dom. Okay, take it easy, guys. I'm going to have you on my show, okay? Everybody's going to come on my show next. We got you. Love y'all. Love y'all. Talk to y'all soon. Thank you.